You're listening to episode number seven of the Wellness Real Estate Podcast. The biggest challenge for most agents, whether you're a regular agent or a green, eco, or wellness agent, is attracting leads. This week, I wanted to share an interview I had with Kristen Jackson. She's a realtor and founder of Client Event Blueprint. She also was a speaker at the Wellness Real Estate Summit that I just hosted in August. I love her story, and she's such a great resource for agents that I really wanted to share this interview with you. Even though she's not necessarily a wellness or green-focused business, she has created a special wellness events list that she's made for my Facebook group and Wellness Sorry Pro members, but she's also agreed to share it with anyone who hears this podcast. So be sure to stay to the end to hear that info. Kristen spent tons of money buying leads, doing open houses, and struggling to get business until she started hosting client events. She spent less money and built stronger connections by providing value that her target market needed, and so was able to build trust and win more business, she says, the easy way. Events can be great for any agent, but throwing any old open house party won't necessarily get you new clients. If you're a wellness agent, there are so many unique events that you could hold. Imagine the unique buyer workshops that you could do for new home buyers, giving them a really different experience, full of value, that could help eliminate fear and build trust in you. So if you want to get new leads the easy way, stay tuned for today's episode. Let's grow. Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast, where we explore a unique strategy no one is talking about that will enable you to engage more people with authentic conversations about your business more often. And it's called Wellness Real Estate. Not sure what that is or how it can help you as an agent? Well, that's what this podcast is all about. In fact, Wellness Real Estate is growing so rapidly that it is projected to be nearly $870 billion by 2027. I'm Sheila Alston, and I'm your host. I'm also the founder of Healthy Home Media, where I help agents all over the country leverage this new trend in the industry to spark new conversations that will get people to listen to you and notice your brand. So if you're tired of spinning your wheels without any leads or sales to show for it, then stay tuned. I guarantee this podcast is not like any you've heard before. Welcome to the Wellness Real Estate Podcast. Welcome. Hi, thank you for Tell having me. Little, you're welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with client events. Yes, my name is Kristen Jackson. I am a real estate agent. I am sort of in transition. I was originally in New Jersey where I did real estate for three years. And then last year I moved to Sydney, Australia for my husband's job and getting into real estate here, which I'm finding is a little bit different, um, which is totally fine. Um, but I got into real estate. So before real estate, I worked on Broadway. I was a Broadway stage manager and um, I had been touring with a show for two years, living out of suitcases and in hotels. And I was looking forward to planning groups and buying something. So I bought my first house, fell in love with that process. My realtor was actually a former actor who had transitioned into real estate. And I thought, okay, maybe this is possible. This could be that next transition to another career. I can take the skills from theater and bring them into real estate. So that's sort of how I fell into real estate um, and just kind of fell in love with the industry. Oh, that's awesome. And then because of your background in state um, in Broadway, it was probably easy for you to just think of new ways to get clients. Is that what you did? You just thought, how am I going to get leads? And you had events? Or how well, did that I sort of, when I got started, I did have the idea to start doing events and I wanted to start doing buyer workshops because 
I especially wanted to help people in theater because theater is such unique world. Finances are really unique because jobs are so transient. Um, like the most you typically will work on a show is like two to three years. Mm -hmm. um, so you're constantly having like periods of unemployment and just kind of finances all over the place. So it's not necessarily a goal that a lot of people talk about in terms of being able to buy a home and going through the process was, was really, really eye-opening for me. And so when I first got into real estate, I was like, I want to help theater people and I want to do these workshops so that I can educate them on the process and then that sort of went on the back burner um, and I did what all the advice was telling me which was internet leads you know paying Brazillo um, doing open houses doing door knocking I tried all of those traditional lead gen methods and I just wasn't seeing a lot of success with those or I was finding it was really taking me a long time to warm these leads up because they really were cold I mean even if it's a Zillow lead who is wanting to schedule a time to see a house they still don't know you they don't have any new like and trust factors so I felt like that took a lot of time to to really convert them to actually working with me, to being a loyal client, not just always sending, filling out those forms. Mm -hmm. um, so it probably took about a year until I went back to that idea. I was like, no, you know what? I need to do these workshops. Like that's what my thinking was. I do really want to educate people on the process and I want to work with my sphere and, um, and educate them and show them that this is possible. And so that's when I started doing workshops and I fell in love with them. And then I was like, I don't want another internet lead ever again. Um, because the, the leads that you get from those workshops were just so much better, so much better quality. Yeah. Well, so then tell me what your workshop was about. It was about for buyers and educating them. Mm -hmm. How did you go about knowing what to present and how did you present it and where did you present it? And, um, and all of that. So I really considered it to be a buyer consult mm -hmm. and to go over that the home buying process and have a lender there to answer questions and just be available to for them to ask questions. And so I, I actually had two different series I would call of buyer workshops, but I started with my sphere because that seemed to be one of the easiest way and it was a good way to practice. And so I kind of knew figured out the audience and what was the best time to get together with them, what would be the, where, how to get people to show up and like what would be most useful for them. So we found, you know, most people work in Broadway and then on Wednesdays you typically have two shows. So you have a matinee and then an evening performance and there's a break in between. So we thought, what if we got a room at a restaurant and they can order anything on the menu and our lender's going to pay for it. So we're giving them a free dinner yeah. and um, and we'll talk to them and then they can ask questions and it actually ended up being really fun and really successful We didn't have to spend any money on ads because it was all word of mouth um, Or we also like uh, their stage managers all have like a very good network and community So I could send them, you know, the flyer they printed out put it on the call board So we really we didn't have to spend any money um, Because it was between shows they weren't gonna be ordering alcohol so, I mean, it, it really wasn't that expensive. I think our lender maybe spent 300 bucks, you know, on it, but it was really great and we got lots of sales out of it. Um, so yeah, it really was just going over the buying process, going over the lender. We had a lender that specifically knew about theater backgrounds um, and, and how that affects your finances and getting a mortgage. Um, and then just being there to ask questions or answer questions. And we, we also did a big focus on the area. 
the towns that we were in because obviously people would be commuting. My town was where most people of Broadway live in New Jersey um, because of the commute and that's really why I ended up there. But I knew a ton of other people from Broadway in that town. So we would also educate them on the area. Um, but then once I started doing that, then I started doing general home buyer workshops. So a similar format where I kind of went in just being like, it's like a buyer consult, but also kind of casual. Like it really is about them and what they want to know. And so I'd ask them, you know, I'd start with what do you want to learn today? And sometimes it would surprise you or you kind of, you kind of guide your presentation mm -hmm. to what they want to know. Um, but yeah, it's really just one big buyer consult that you're able to do in one hour for like 20 to 30 people. Um, so it is a more efficient use of time. And yeah, so how many leads, what's the most amount of leads that you got in one, one buyer consult before? Um, well, the most people, so I actually like mine to be small, mm -hmm. tend to be like 10 would be the perfect number. Um, but the most, the first one that we did with the theater community was 30 people came, oh, wow. um, which was, it's a lot, like, especially, yeah. um, yeah, because we didn't have mics and that was, that was a little bit overwhelming. I mm -hmm. think keeping them really small is good. Um, I've seen some, some realtors do these seminars where they're on a stage and they've got a mic and it's this giant audience. But the thing is that when it's more intimate, you can really connect with people better, not to mention that they're not going to like escape out the back door without you like booking an actual consult or like booking that next step. So when it's smaller, I feel like you make a better connection, you have a better relationship and um, you're more likely to book appointment because you're talking to every single person. Right. And they're going to come up to you and ask you a question where if it's too big, mm -hmm. they might just take your information and run and then go talk to the realtors they know. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so you have a membership now called Client Event Blueprint. Tell me about how you went from the transition of just doing these buyer consults to thinking of um, this membership that you have. Yeah, so I loved doing these buyer workshops. Um, I was always on a team when I was in real estate. I was in one team for one year, and then the next two years I was in another team. Um, and they did seller workshops as well that I would be a part of and team and events, client events, client appreciation events, like movie nights, pie days, those kinds of things. Um, so I really could see how successful events could be, not to mention what I was experiencing on my own doing these buyer workshops. And people would, people would reach out to me. They'd send me messages asking about, about my buyer workshops and how I did them. Um, and just general questions. And I realized, oh, this is not as easy for everyone else as it is for me and definitely from my theater background i mean i can put together an event really easily and i think i took that for granted thinking you know it's so easy for me but it's not actually easy for everyone else mm -hmm. um so i created this membership just to help other realtors do the same because i do i can i've seen firsthand how events can can change your business transform your business mm -hmm. um and then just the just the data says that most buyers and sellers find their realtors through referrals or repeat business and events help that right well and it's just like you said so much more casual people can ask mm -hmm. questions they feel they're, they're in a safe environment because it's not one-on-one -on -one where you're going to be expecting anything from them but it's small enough that you know um they can ask questions and they can hear the questions of other people and you're giving them food and maybe alcohol or mm -hmm. you know just yeah. um, it's, a thing it's fun yeah. Yeah. And I think I also, you know, there are definitely things that I learned from trial and error and 
and some, you know, just talking to some realtors who think, yeah, events need to be big. Like if I'm doing a home buyer seminar, I need to have, you know, rent out a conference room and have a PowerPoint presentation. I need to be on stage with a mic. And I was seeing some realtors going about it, not necessarily the great way. One, you're spending a ton of money, but you're also not getting that return on investment. Whereas my seminars, I'd maybe spend a hundred dollars and I would be getting sales of that, sales out of that. I mean, even if you get a rental out of that, you've made your money back. Right. Um, so that return on investment is huge. Whereas if you're going to spend, you know, $2,000 renting out a room, it's a little bit trickier to get that ROI. Not to mention you didn't, like you had a hundred people come, which is great. And you got a hundred leads, but you didn't really connect with anyone. Right. And so maybe it would be much better to have more, more smaller events, just more frequently. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, Cause you can so do, do all of them every month. Yeah. I would do mine every month. And then my goal was to do one of each seminar, each type. So like do one with the theater sphere community and then do one, I called it bruise and buying. And my target was first time home buyers who are living in Jersey City or Hoboken. So they're living in the city and then moving out to the suburb because I saw this progression that a lot of young couples were doing. So I went to them, did it at a brewery, which was really fun and got people out. So in my ideal world, I would have done two two workshops each month, which sounds like a lot, but like you ease into it and it just becomes so easy. And especially when you don't put yourself, put a pressure on it, on yourself, um, to have this big presentation and be really formal that you're really going there, having a conversation with people, asking them what they want to know, and then basically doing a buyer consult, which you should probably have under your belt anyways. Mm -hmm. um, it became really, just really easy just to keep doing them. Well, and if you're a newer agent, you could probably just team up with a more experienced agent and do one together until you got really comfortable with doing them. Yeah. And like you said, and like that's, lender in. Yeah. And that's why, and I always had a lender with me. So that yeah. also helped to feel like it's not just you against other people and to get a little bit more comfortable mm -hmm. because the lenders can definitely, you know, you can give them the floor and, you know, let them talk if you get nervous. Did you bring handouts or did you bring mm -hmm. stuff for people to bring home with them? So you? I always had a workbook that um, had all the information that I wanted them to take home. So that had the buyer process because all of my seminars were people who were living in the city and urban areas moving out to the suburbs. I had information about the towns. I would include information from the lender that the lender wanted to include. So I would have all of that in the workbook um, and they could take notes on it as well. Um, and so that way it also put less pressure on me if we didn't get through it because mm -hmm. I knew that they have stuff that they can take home and then they can read through. So I don't have to cover everything. And it gave me some guidance that something that they could look over because it had the whole buying process. I would go over it, but then they can also look at it and follow along. So if someone joins your blind, uh, your client event blueprint, they will get access to all of your, uh, workbook materials. Is that how it works? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so currently, um, monthly members get access to the current event and any events in the future. And the events vary between client appreciation events, community events, and seller buyer workshops. I'll also do an investor workshop and can niche down a little bit into workshops as well. Annual members get access to everything. So I do currently have a seller workshop blueprint that is in the membership that does have those workbooks. If you're going to be doing a webinar, it has a presentation. Um, those, and it also tells you everything that you need to know. It gives you Facebook ad settings, all of that. Um, but I will say the workbooks and the presentations are a huge value because they probably took me like 30 hours to do yeah. each of those. So they are major time sucks and they like, they look great and I, and I enjoy doing it, but 
when I, the first time I was doing it, I was like, man, this is taking so much time. Well, and how um, wonderful if you can share with other realtors, because we don't all need to create the wheel, you know, yeah. over and over again. And that's kind of how I feel too. It's like, well, I already made it. I did all this work. Yeah. I might as well share it with other realtors because we're all busy and you should yeah. be spending more time with your clients, not on Canva, like yeah. focusing and like font sizes and different fonts and moving yeah. things around and pictures. And so, um, yeah, so I really just wanted to help other realtors and share what I've already done. Okay. So Kristen, how did it change this last year though, with not very many people having, um, events in person? What did, do you have, uh, virtual events yes. that you share? <clears throat> so it's funny because I had actually probably six months before COVID happened, I had started thinking about doing webinars, um, and doing some kind of things virtually because obviously that's easier for me that I wasn't having to travel into the city but also I could create some kind of system where it was like an evergreen webinar where it seems like it's a webinar that you're seeing something live but it's actually a pre-recorded webinar and that's a good way to get leads um, so I've already been thinking about it and then COVID hit and I was like okay I need to just finally do it so then I could started started doing those virtually um, and events you can also do do a virtual events too I mean it's 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 a little bit of a challenge to, there are definitely some things that you need to change. I think the biggest thing about virtual events is keeping them really small mm -hmm. because the more people you have, it can get really confusing or just people talking over each other and it's not as fun. Mm -hmm. um, so keeping them small is good. Um, but there's also ways to do social distance events. You just have to get a little bit creative. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that like your buyer sellers workshops, you could just create a webinar where you're explaining everything and mm -hmm. you do it once and then you make it an evergreen thing where that's where you um yeah would run ads to that and then people would think mm -hmm. they're watching a webinar and, and then they can learn more yeah. about so what you do so what you do is you do one webinar that you are live and you have people there and i recommend like if you're using something like zoom you do have the webinar add-on so you don't have people's faces so it's not obvious that their face isn't up there mm -hmm. um, and also you don't have any privacy concerns but you do record yourself and then zoom has an option that you can create an on-demand webinar so you can take that recording you can run ads you can set up a sign-up sheet for that on-demand webinar and it'll look like it's live because the people will select a date and a time mm -hmm. and then they sign up for that and then it shows up at that time. So that could be something that you could just continually run ads to get people to these. Well, and you know what I love about that is that as a consumer, I've joined webinars that are, you know, uh, a week out and then I forget mm -hmm. and I get busy and I can't go to them. So if it's an on-demand webinar and they're like, oh, there's one in 15 minutes and you're like, well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be available in 15 minutes and then you can actually watch it. Well, in the age of Netflix, people want on-demand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the struggles and what I would teach in terms about webinars is that you don't want to be running ads too far in advance. I say max oh, two weeks before the event because people want that on-demand. Mm -hmm. Or even if they sign up a week before the event, they're likely going to forget it. So you have to give a whole lot of reminders, but also most of your signups will likely happen the 24 hours before your event. Because in this age of Netflix, in this age of internet, people want things right away. Mm -hmm. um, so what's kind of nice about that on demand is that you aren't doing 10 webinars, but you do have options so that someone can see an ad and be like, great, there's one starting in an hour. Perfect. I will jump on that. And then it seems like it's a live webinar. Yeah. And then you're getting that leads, you're getting that contact information because it's video. There's 
they're trusting you, you're looked at an authority figure, they're knowing and liking you, all of that. And then you have a call to action at the end to set up that next step. So like an in-person buyer consult or um, a Zoom buyer consult or for sellers, it could be a listing appointment at their house. So I see how it would be really fun like at a brewery or something, but how do you make a Zoom webinar fun like that? Make it casual and, you know, say you have 10 people on your first one and it's live. Do you have all the boxes showing and do, how do, I mean, it's more of a presentation that way. And so how do you yeah. keep it from being so formal? It's a little bit more formal um, and not, and I wouldn't really consider it to be a social event. I don't particularly like the boxes. I do like that webinar format. And I think it does put people a little bit on the spot because most people probably are watching from sweatpants from their home. Yeah. Um, so they might like, they're probably not going to be on camera anyways. Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't worry too much about making it fun and making it this social environment. By doing it at a brewery is more to get people there mm -hmm. more than that it's going to be this fun social event. It's really because it doesn't scream salesy. Whereas if you do something at your brokerage, that's like, it's salesy. They're going to lock me, lock the door, lock me in until I agree to sell my house. Right. Um, so Zoom is like slightly different. Um, but I think in order to keep it engaging, having the presentation is huge mm -hmm. and having a presentation that flows, that's a lot of slides um, so that people aren't looking at the slide and be like, okay, great. I got it. Let me look at Instagram. Um, so I think the magic number for slides is 75, which sounds like a lot, but if you're doing an hour presentation, that's about like 45 seconds to a minute per slide. So it's just so you're looking through them and there's something yeah. changing. So they're watching. So they're not yeah. off doing other things. Like, so they're actually paying attention and listening to what you're giving them. It's your, that there's value because you can't tell virtually if they're really right. paying attention. So as part of your membership, you will give those like temp slide templates out. So mm -hmm. someone doesn't have to make up 75 yeah. slides. <laughs> yes. So yes, it has like, if, whether you want to do it in person or virtual, you get the workbook or you get the slide presentation. So again, yes, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, really, it's just, you can customize it as much as you want, put your branding information in, um, change your colors if you want, and then change things for specific for your market. But mm -hmm. I've really done most of the work for you. Yeah, well, and I know you have so many event ideas too, so it's not mm -hmm. just the workshops. So being a yeah. member, you get a list of all of her mm -hmm. um, great, fun event ideas. And you have a bonus for, these um, for Wellness RE Pro members mm -hmm. and wellness yep. real estate professionals. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so I have created a list of wellness events. So if you are interested in wellness as well as real estate, there are ways that you can integrate the two and do them with fun events. So whether it's client appreciation events, doing educational events, so sort of like these buyer or seller workshops, but more of a niche focus on green elements or healthy homes. Um, as well as community events. So if you want to bring more brand awareness, meet new people, you can do events. Um, and most of the events have been created with COVID in mind. So they're either virtual or socially distanced. Um, and then once COVID restrictions are done, hopefully at yeah. some point, <laughs> um, they could also be done in person. You could definitely utilize those same ideas. Oh, that's awesome. So if you are already a member of Wellness RE Pro, you're going to be getting this list. So thank you so much, Kristen. Mm -hmm. And if you are a member of Wellness Real Estate Professionals, you can join my membership of uh, Wellness RE Pro and you can get this. Or you can just 
simply go to Kristen Jackson's website. They, um, how, do they, how do they get in touch with you? The Klein Event Blueprint? And KleinEventBlueprint.com. And then I can also give a link to you that you can share that they can okay. find. It right yeah, away. I will post it in, um, in the text. So you'll read it mm -hmm. and click on that. Perfect. And you, she'll get it to you. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And you have like 24. So you have one event for two years of wellness yeah. events. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Kristen. I appreciate you being here. Thanks so much, Kristen. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can find Kristen's wellness events list. She has 24 ideas for you. That's one event each month for two years. Simply download the list at bit.ly. It's B-I-T dot L-Y slash wellness event ideas. Next week, I have a real treat for you. Neil Collins is the broker who started the regenerative real estate movement. Now you might be wondering, what is regenerative real estate? It's not just about being green. It's a movement towards creating a business that is driven by your values, deepens relationships around you, resulting in more meaningful work. That in Neil's experience has differentiated him from the other 2.2 million agents out there. So if you're curious to know about regenerative real estate, you're going to want to tune in next week. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you learned something new that will inspire you to think about your branding and how you can market yourself a little differently. If you enjoyed this episode, then you're going to love what I have for you because you don't need to wait to go get extra certifications or to grow and expand your network to get started attracting those new leads right now. You can simply begin by talking about wellness real estate trends and what you've learned on this podcast with others. I mean, this is pretty interesting stuff that no one has heard about, and I have all the tools that can make it even easier for you. Wellness Real Estate Magazine is a brand new wellness lifestyle magazine, and it's the only magazine that brings health and home together. We educate readers on industry trends and how to create a healthier home environment, written by industry experts around the country. And we have three covers to choose from, Wellness RE, Healthy Home, and Wellness at Home, so you can easily find one that aligns with your unique brand and messaging. These magazines are the perfect done-for-you tools that help you not only stay top of mind, but they educate and engage your audience, which positions you as an industry expert. Differentiate yourself and grow your brand the easy way. Learn more at HealthyHomeMedia.com.